Today, we're going to be myth busting. We're going to be talking about elderberry and the science behind elderberry. And at the end of the episode, we're going to see, does elderberry have good properties for immune health or not? So elderberry is a hot ingredient. It does about 100 million in cells. Uh, the cells numbers are growing rapidly. It's doing about 2x a year. Um, and so it's really hot. Immune health is really hot, obviously. The COVID-19 situation, I think, has changed our perception of the need for immune health ingredients. And I think this perception, immune health ingredients are a standard. They're going to stay with us. And I think everybody is going to start taking an immune health supplement. So elderberry is key in that. So elderberry, is it cool? Is it legit or not? So elderberry is a flowering plant that grows in clusters and these clusters turn into fruit. These fruit can either be red, uh, blue red, or a dark black. It uh, grows in temperate climates, usually the Northern Hemisphere, so Scandinavia, Europe, Russia, North America, US, Canada. It is hardy. It doesn't need a lot of care to it. It uh, grows in soil that doesn't need to be the right pH, rocky soils, different temperature conditions. So it's, uh, it's very hardy. Um, the elder tree is rich in traditional lore. It was used in witchcraft, in uh, different pagan societies, pagan gods. Um, they worshiped them and they saw the elderberry. They thought that elderberry was a gift from these pagan gods. Elderberry is also used a lot in witchcraft and uh, wizardry. We see this in uh, J.K. Rowling, her book, Harry Potter. She uses the elder wand. So with witchcraft and different cultures where witchcraft is practiced, elderberry and the elder bark is a big deal. So how is elderberry used traditionally? It was the flowers were used in tea form. The flowers were taken, they were steeped in hot water, flowers were filtered, and then they were drunk as a as a tea for different properties. It's a natural dye. Um, when it comes to traditional medicine, um, they were thought to help with uh, respiratory health, cold and flu, uh, infections, burns, sprains, insect bites, and uh, basically conditions where inflammation is a problem. Elderberry was also used and concentrated down and made as a wine. And elder wine is actually a big, uh, big deal today. Uh, it's, it's used quite often, especially in uh, Europe and Scandinavia and Russia. So how's elderberry used today? Elderberry predominantly is used in supplements. It's used either in a liquid syrup form or in a powder form. To do this, to get this material, they take elderberries, they boil it up in water, they evaporate the water to concentrate it down into the syrup, and that's what's used in the syrup form. If they make a powder form, what they do is they take the syrup and they use an extraction, meaning they take a liquid with the syrup, they mix it around, and this liquid then um, pulls out bioactive compounds from the syrup. And then they uh, evaporate this liquid down, stir it around with a powder like silica or something like that, and then that's how they get the powder. So elderberry contains polyphenols like anthocyanins. Anthocyanins are a dark purple color, and so fruits and vegetables like plum, eggplant, purple cabbage have large amounts of anthocyanins in it. And it's thought that these anthocyanins are the bioactive compounds in elderberry. Uh, anthocyanins are a class of compounds called polyphenols. And uh, polyphenols have antioxidant properties. They, they're known to regulate gene expression. But whether anthocyanins themselves have bioactive properties, especially towards immune health, uh, that's what we're talking about today. So the mode of action of how it's proposed that elderberry works is these anthocyanins in elderberry stimulate the immune system, meaning they cause a little bit of inflammation. 
this little bit of inflammation produces cytokines and the immune system then reacts to the cytokines. They see these cytokines and the immune system then produces macrophages and other weapons that the cell uses to defend itself. So the idea is if you take elderberry, you overstimulate the immune system. So you strengthen the immune system, the adaptive immune system, so that these standing armies are ready to ward off against infection. Let's look at the science behind elderberry. So in 2020, a year ago, there was a clinical study where they took 100 people. And this study was done in an outpatient clinic as part of the emergency room. And with 100 people, 50 people, when they were given treatment, took an elderberry extract, and 50 people did not. And what they found is they looked for incidences of immune health problems, respiratory illness, and they found that it was the same. The duration of influenza and the common cold were the same between the elderberry group and the control group. Another clinical study that was published in 2009, same thing. They took 26 people that took a control, 26 people that took elderberry, and then they followed them for 12 weeks. And again, no difference in immune health, colds, flu, and different uh, respiratory issues. So those two papers showed, they were published in good journals, show that elderberry was not effective when it came to immune health and bolstering the immune system. When it comes to the scientific literature supporting elderberry, the classic study was done in 1995. So in Panama, there was this huge influenza outbreak. It was terrible. And some researchers, during the height of this flu pandemic in Panama, they gave people an elderberry extract. And so this was a large study, 500 people in total, 250 people took an elderberry extract, 250 people did not. And they found that the duration of the influenza virus went from six days in the control group to two days in the elderberry group. So pretty amazing study, big deal. A lot of people have, uh, have replicated this study. Um, some have been for the study, meaning the results were same, uh, they held up. And other people who replicated this experiment didn't see the same result. So a 2009 study, when they were studying the mode of action of how elderberry might work, found that these anthocyanins in elderberry actually bind to the H1N1, the influenza A virus, and prevent it from entering into the cell. It interacts with the viral machinery that the, the, that the virus injects and, uh, and punctures the cell to get in. These anthocyanins prevent that. A paper published in 2011 studying the common cold. Now, when we say common cold, um, it, it's hard to define. When there's a lot of viruses that uh, infect the body and cause similar upper respiratory responses and it's not bacterial, in the medical community, we just say it's the common cold. So there's lots of different viruses. This study found that elderberry extract helped to reduce the duration and in some cases even prevent the common cold. In 2016, another really cool study that uh, dovetailed with this 1995 study that was done in Panama, this study was done in Australia. And these researchers took a group of 316 people that were boarding an airplane from Australia, and then they were going all throughout the world to different locations. And before they left, they had half of this group take an elderberry extract, and the other half did not. And then they monitored these people as they traveled throughout the world and for uh, six months afterward. And they found the elderberry group, the incidence of illness was 70% less than the group that did not take elderberry. So again, a really strong study showing the benefits of elderberry. 
a 2011 paper showed that elderberry not only had antiviral properties, but also antibacterial properties. And that's really interesting because when you get bacterial infections that cause upper respiratory problems, the doctors immediately give antibiotics. And so to have a different option to antibiotics or something that supports antibiotics for bacterial infections, uh, that's a big deal. In 2003, there was a study looking at the safety of elderberry extracts, and they found that uh, it was safe. They gave large amounts of elderberry to human cells. They cultured these cells, and they found that even at really high concentrations, there was no change in the cells. The cells function normally. And then they also did clinical studies in humans, where they had humans take different uh, amounts of elderberry. Then they did a blood draw, and they looked at the different amounts of cytokines and different markers in the body that are uh, indicative of if the body is uh, unhealthy and breaking down. And they saw no, uh, no concerns there when it came to safety. And that's really important. Uh, when you take a nutraceutical ingredient in a formula, you obviously want to make sure it's safe. And so the company that's producing that formulation should show you that each of the ingredient in the formulation, as well as the finished product that you're taking, all the ingredients are safe. So that's, that's a big deal. When it comes to immune health in this age, top of brain for us is obviously COVID-19. Researchers have been looking at different nutritional supplement ingredients to see if these ingredients can help with COVID-19. Some research has been done. Elderberry has shown not to be effective in decreasing the duration, the severity, or even after the fact for COVID-19. And that's important because some companies, believe it or not, are saying that elderberry can help with COVID-19. So as a general rule of thumb, if companies, supplement companies, are saying that their product can help against COVID-19, you need to run away from those companies. The FDA has slammed these companies with a lot of warning letters. It shows that these companies don't know how to market. It shows that they're desperate. And um, with a hardcore science showing that these ingredients don't help with COVID-19, we need to pay attention to those and run away from those companies. And just a reminder, no supplement can make medical claims. And obviously, COVID-19 is a medical claim. So if people are making medical claims about their supplement for COVID-19 or anything else, again, that's an indicator that these companies are not science-based. Related to COVID-19, however, one of the problems with COVID-19 is what's called a cytokine storm, where cytokines, inflammatory molecules are produced. It causes a signaling mechanism that goes back into the DNA where more cytokines are produced. And so it causes this inflammation cycle that spirals out of control. And that's one of the major reasons why COVID-19 is so devastating. And elderberry can stimulate the immune system just a little bit. An interesting study that's been conducted on elderberry related to COVID-19 is the stimulating properties of elderberry. You remember we talked about the way elderberry works is it stimulates the immune system to produce a small amount of cytokines. And cytokines are really important in COVID-19. You might have heard that what doctors are saying is a cytokine storm. And what happens in COVID-19 is cytokines are produced, these inflammatory molecules, which present in small amounts are good for overcoming infection. It's how the body triggers to fight off infection. What happens in COVID-19, though, is these cytokines interact with the signaling mechanism in the body that goes into the DNA and tells the DNA to produce more cytokines. And so cytokines are produced rapidly in this reproductive cycle. 
So these cytokines that are produced travel to the DNA inside the nucleus of the cell and tell the DNA to produce more cytokines. And so you have this destructive loop where cytokines are produced in, in large amounts and it causes the health of the cell and the health of the body to degrade rapidly. So people have done studies to see if the stimulating properties of elderberry can make COVID-19 worse. Because some people will take elderberry for its immune health properties, purported immune health properties during COVID-19. So they wanted to see. They analyzed over a thousand papers and they had evidence and they saw that COVID-19 is not overstimulated by taking elderberry. Another really interesting thing about elderberry is they found that when we take elderberry, these anthocyanins, they go into the gut and they're not really absorbed by the gut and the upper digestive tract of the gut, but they are readily absorbed in the colon. So we've talked before about the microbiome. The microbiome, you remember, consists of the 10 trillion bacteria that live in our gut that are responsible for cognitive health, for inflammation, and also there's some really interesting research on the microbiome and immune health. Good bacteria produce molecules that help to stimulate the innate immune system, meaning the fundamental core of the immune system and how it functions. So papers have shown, and there's uh, more research coming out, that the potential reason why elderberry can support immune health is because these bioactive compounds are causing good bacteria to grow in larger amounts good bacteria are growing in larger amounts, then the immune system is uh, stronger and healthier. When you look at all the literature put together, the papers for and the papers against elderberry, as you've seen from our discussion, it's clear that the science leans in the elderberry direction. So all this uh, hype and talk about elderberry, there is some merit to it. Now, is it as uh, strong as the hype is? maybe a little bit less, but elderberry really is a nice ingredient. So when you see it in immune health formulations, that's a good thing. I would put elderberry just a bit below classic immune health ingredients that do have super solid science like colostrum, lactoferrin, andrographis paniculata, and selenium. Those are really good ingredients to uh, help support the immune system along with elderberry. And those ingredients are actually seen in our Brilliant Defend product, an immune health product. Along with those ingredients, we have a blend of natural compounds that inhibit the ability of bad bacteria to talk to each other. And these bad bacteria can compromise the health of the immune system. So from this research, we see that elderberry is a really nice ingredient to use in our immune health arsenal to help keep us healthy and strong. I hope you found this information helpful. It's been great talking with you guys. This is Dr. Dan, signing off.